Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, Better Together with Maria Menounos fans. It's not Maria Menounos, it's Mr. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, subbing in for my beautiful and talented wife. And today we're going to talk about, oh, really how bad it is to not sleep, but how great it can be if you do sleep and then how to get that great sleep that you need. I know it's going to sound cliche, but when you hear from our guest and the book that he has coming out, you'll, you're going to really be kind of blown away as I am and, and realize, uh, yeah, a lot of the blind spots you have in your life are probably coming from the fact that, right, Kelsey? Oh, a hundred percent. That you're not sleeping. Let's start with our quote of the day, Kelsey. Let's do it. All right. Routinely sleeping less than seven hours per night can lead to the the development of a number of chronic illnesses like diabetes, depression, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. So cleaning up your sleep act should be your number one job for anyone looking to upgrade their health. And that is from Dr. Frank Lippman, who is a friend of our show, who we've had on before. A little more about Dr. Lippman. Dr. Frank Lippman is a best-selling author, doctor, and leader in functional medicine with a focus on what he calls good medicine an appropriate blending of cutting-edge modern medicine with age-old healing techniques from the East. He aims to collaborate with his patients and to create a unique and specific personal health care plan for each of them. And for almost 40 years, Dr. Lippman has helped thousands of patients feel and look healthier, like Kelsey, whose Woo! stomach he's helping. Uh, yes, and bless, Dr. Lippman. Bless Dr. Lippman for this uh, decade-old problem poor Kelsey's dealing with. Today, Dr. Lippman is going to help us uh, learn... How and why we need to sleep better with groundbreaking information on a subject too many of us struggle with. The Heal Squad and Better Together are so excited to welcome Dr. Frank Lippman. Dr. Lippman, thank you so much for being on the show and for helping, Kelsey. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, I will tell you, doctor, you know, we all know it's cliche. You got to sleep more. You have to sleep more. You have to sleep more. But, and then on the other hand, we all complain of, I think problems with um, anxiety and depression. We, you know, diabetes is on the rise, uh, weight loss issues, and then of course gut health, which we've had you on before. Tell me how 
profoundly sleep affects all of those things? Well, probably the most important thing to remember is sleep is not a passive time. There's a lot happening in your body when you're sleeping. And if you don't get those, you know, if you don't get sleep, you don't get enough sleep, those critical functions of your body are not going to perform properly. You know, let's just take a couple of examples. When you're sleeping, your body is not sleeping. Your body is repairing. When you're sleeping, your body is, it's like a, a self-cleansing mechanism. So, you know, the, the, the metaphor that I use is if you have a party and you leave the mess out at night um, and you wake up in the morning, there's a mess and you don't clean up the mess and the next morning the mess gets bigger and bigger. That's what's happening in your brain and your body in general if you don't sleep because there's a specific, um, it's called the glymphatic system. It's a specific system in the brain that cleanses out all the, the, the molecules that are being used that your body's used during the day and that break down products and their metabolites. At night, you have the system that cleans out those chemicals and proteins from your brain. And if you don't clean that out, over time, this mess builds up, and over time, it can lead to cognitive problems and even Alzheimer's disease. So that's just one example of what's happening in your body when you're sleeping. So sleeping, you know, there's, it's not, you know, you can't see it as just this passive time that you, you, you know, you, you, you don't have enough time for. It's a critical part of your day, you know, or critical functions of your body are occurring when you're sleeping. Can you, are you talking the book? And by the way, the, the, the title of the book for anyone is Better Sleep, Better You. I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. And by the way, Dr. Lippman's other books, but today, especially uh, this book on sleep. Um, you talk about sleep rhythm. Can you, can you define for us what sleep rhythm is? Sure. So sleep is your primary rhythm. I think, you know, we, we, we are rhythmic beings. We are microcosms of the macrocosm, which is the earth, which is our world. And the primary rhythms of the earth are night and day. And so sleep and being awake are your primary rhythms. So when that, that primary rhythm is off, when sleep is off, it's going to affect all your other body rhythms, you, you know, Although sleep and being awake are your primary rhythms, your body has, you know, multiple rhythms. You know, your heart, there's a rhythm in the heart, in the lungs, your digestion. All your organ systems have a rhythm. So when that primary rhythm goes off, everything goes off. You know, the, the, the metaphor I always use, it's like if, you, if that rhythm is off, it's like swimming upstream. You know, you should be, you know, getting in the water and it's, you know, not even trying to swim. If you're swimming downstream, it's pretty easy. Everything's moving smoothly. But if your rhythms are off and particularly your sleep is off, everything's going to feel like you're swimming upstream. Everything's going to be harder. It's going to be a struggle. You're going to wake up, you know, tired. You're not going to have the same energy. You're going to have some brain fog. Um, you, you're going to have some aches and pains. And over time, these things will get worse and worse. So it's really important to get that key rhythm back into gear. And it's not as difficult as most people think. And can you, you know, it's almost like forewarning us, but can you tell us some of the things that occur? And I, I touched on it at the top here when I'm only getting, 
I don't know, four or five hours of sleep, or my sleep is highly interrupted. So if I'm getting maybe six hours, but every hour and a half I'm waking up. I mean, can you tell me some of the some of the detriments involved with that? Sure. Well, I think it's important that, you know, especially as we get older, we are going to wake up more often during our sleep. Don't expect to go to sleep at 10 o'clock and wake up at 6 o'clock and without waking up. You know, when you're younger, that, you know, can happen and if you're lucky when you're older. But, you know, if you're waking up, you know, once, twice, even three times, whatever, at night, and you're able to go back to sleep easily, then I wouldn't necessarily worry about it. Um, it's The problem becomes um, an issue if you're waking up and you can't go back to sleep. But if you're waking up two or three times at night, not that it's ideal, but if you're going back to sleep quite easily, not a problem. But what happens over time, the sleep deficit issue builds up and, can, and, you know, and, and think of it as a problem upstream and then downstream it can cause all sorts of problems where it's you know, going to be more prone to heart disease, diabetes, obesity, cognitive issues, and even Alzheimer's disease. And it's going to affect every organ of your body because, once again, when, you know, you know, theoretically, sleep is where you're spending, you know, almost a third of your, of your, of your time. So sleep is, is a crucial function or, or crucial functions of the body are happening when you're asleep. So don't, you know, you've got to take it seriously. So it just stands to reason. It's not that I want to scare people, but I think people need to be aware that they need to take sleep seriously. Yeah. And, you know, doctor, I've always said, um, again, not a doctor, just a regular guy here, but but one of the things I have found is the best home remedy to so many ailments, whether it's a sprained ankle or a common cold, has been sleep. Yes. That's quite correct. And I think, the, the you know, the corollary, the corollary, oh, <laughs> Anyway, there is, I know for myself, and it happens with a lot of my patients, we don't sleep well for a few nights, then we get, we tend to get a cold or we're more prone to, to, to get sick. So yes, um, when you're sleeping, your body, that's when your body is healing and repairing. So if you're not sleeping well, you know, an injury from something you did during the day is not going to heal as well. If you're not sleeping well, you're going to be more prone to get sick. So yes, Getting a, not only one good night's sleep, but if you're getting good night's sleep regularly, I think that's probably one of the most powerful things you can do for your health. Um, I love in the book you talk about uh, not sleeping types and the five. The by the way, a great quiz in the book too, but and about the the five types of non-sleep. But can you can we talk about um, the the five different types of non-sleep? Meaning some it's some of the factors that are. Our, kind of getting our way to prevent us from sleeping. Sure. So, you know, why I came up with the, those five types of questionnaire, because there's so, many, there's so many factors that affect our sleep that we can actually adjust and deal with and get better sleep. So not everyone is the same. Um, you know, some people uh, are going to be more stressed out. So the, so the five types are stress. So someone who's got a lot of stress and anxiety that's a primary issue with sleep. Another type would be a rhythm problem. So someone who is sitting under artificial light at night um, and not getting enough natural light during the day, 
or someone who's got, going to sleep at you know 12 o'clock one night and 8 o'clock the next night. So that, that's more of a rhythm problem. It can also be an um, uh, environmental problem if there's, you know, uh, I, see, I saw uh, a dog there. I wonder who's sleeping with a dog. A dog can, you know, or, or a partner who snores or, you know, noise from a neighbor, whatever it is. So it can be an environmental issue. Um, could be hormonal. I mean, women, especially women around menopause um, in particular, but men as well. Uh, can be a hormonal issue. Um, so what, what have I talked about? The stress. And then nutrition, I believe. And then the, the, the last part would be, thank you, the last issue that I thought you know, I should discuss or put a questionnaire so people can see where they fit in is if you're, if you're eating crap or your microbiome, uh, Kelsey's was off, that's going to affect your sleep. Because when you're when there's an imbalance in the bacteria in your gut, some of those bad bugs can release metabolites, which then can leak through the gut wall and and create sleep problems too. So, diet and the health of your microbiome is another factor with sleep. So, you know, the point about sleep, there are many many different factors that can affect it, and if you you can try pinpoint what your main issues are and then target those, the chances are you'll get better sleep. And that's why I came up with the five non-sleep types or no-sleep types. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. And so, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, with these five things, we're talking about nu- nutrition. Um, there's certain things you recommend in terms of, you know, when to stop eating maybe before bed. Uh, can, can you speak a little bit to that? Sure. So you, you want, you know, if you're eating too late, your body needs to process that food. You don't want the energy um, that your body's going to need to, affect all these changes um, that, that are happening during sleep to have to work on your digestion at the time. You want to have digested all your food and that whole digestive process to be finished by the time you go to sleep. You don't want that energy taken away from those um, really key areas that, that uh, or, or, or key um, processes that are happening during sleep. So, you know, having to digest your food is going to take your body away from that. So that's one of the things. Um, the, the other thing is, you know, when you, depending what you're eating as well, there's different hormones are released and, and the, or cascades of hormones are released with different foods. That's going to affect your sleep as well. Um, and, you know, lastly, I'm, I think I put it in this area. I can't remember any, mm-hmm. anymore. But, you know, what's really helpful for the microbiome and then helpful for sleep is fasting. So, mm. you, know, yeah. you know, eating dinner earlier and breakfast later will help your weight, will help your, um, your, your sugar metabolism, will help with all sorts of diseases and will actually also help with sleep. So when you say fasting, um, okay, let's say I... I have my breakfast at uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Are you mm-hmm. saying to fast until six o'clock at night, then have my dinner? Is that something that would be effective? Is that what no, you mean? No, I'm, I'm saying rather the easiest way to fast is to fast overnight because okay. you're not going to be so. I say eat dinner, let's say by six o'clock, mm-hmm. and then your breakfast when you break your fast is like ten o'clock. So that's like sixteen hours where your body is not eating. And that length of time triggers in a lot of these cleansing mechanisms, these natural cleansing mechanisms of the body. So I'm a big fan for, you know, not for you it would be good, for Kelsey not. Um, mm. You know, g- generally, or it may actually be helpful for her now, but generally women of childbearing um, age, um, there may be some problems with fasting or long periods of not eating, it can be a problem. But for old, old fogies like us, um, fasting generally is really good, not only for sleep, but for aging in general. And, and that's tangible. I mean, I think that is doable. That's why I really, I like hearing that. That's, I yeah, think that's a goal I, we can know, all set. Right. What I try to do in all my books is try to give people 
doable tips. I yeah. try and take complicated information and make it accessible for people and show them that it's not that difficult. You know, that's what we try to do in the sleep book. I mean, sleep's very complicated and can be very scary. And, you know, so many people struggle with sleep, but it actually doesn't have to be that complicated and scary. And if, if you can sort of nail in where your weak areas are, are you going to bed at all different times? Are you not getting enough natural light during the day? Are you sitting under artificial night, artificial light during the day and at night so your body doesn't know it's dark? So there are all these issues that one can address that are not that difficult. And, <clears throat> and um, you know, we, we've, ta I talk, we've talked about, or at least I've heard it when Maria's interviewed you on other episodes, um, but to find out what foods are agreeing or not agreeing with your body, do you recommend a basic microbiome test that anyone can, can take? To, to know what uh, foods we can eat that will help with our sleep or take away from it? Well, I don't tend to do microbiome testing for sleep, to be quite honest. Um, the microbiome tests can be helpful and they're getting better and better, um, as Kelsey will, will attest to. Yep. But they can be expensive <laughs> too. I don't think one needs to do a microbiome test um, to, to help you sleep. I think... Um, there are more simple things one can do. But, you know, I do use one particular microbiome test I use. It's called the gut zoomer. Um, but, you know, it's, it's 400 bucks. That's a lot of money. So it's not something I just use. Um, but I think for sleep, that would not be at the top of my list of my recommendations. Gotcha. And then, um, you know, when we talk about, let's talk about some of the things in the environment that we can do to affect for good sleep. Yeah. So probably the most important thing would be to darken the room as much as possible. Mm. Any little bit of light can affect your body's own production of melatonin, which is the hormone that is your main sleep hormone. So if you can't darken your room completely, get an eye mask. Because it's important to realize if your room is not dark, it's much harder for your body to produce melatonin. If your body's not going to produce melatonin, it's going to be harder for you to sleep. So having a dark room is really important. Having a cold room is as important as well. You know, having it at temperature of 67 max would be important because you, you're going to sleep better when it's cold. Um, trying to get noise, if, if it, you, know, you know, if there's noise on the street, then just get a noise machine but um you know anything that's going to affect or get some earplugs anything that's going to affect your sleep like that light noise temperature all are important um environmental factors and then the, the dog and pets i mean i actually i'm lucky you know we, we actually our daughter's dog sleeps over a lot and she sleeps like a log so um I'll admit that she sleeps on the bed, but um, <laughs> sometimes it's probably not the best thing to have a dog on the bed. <laughs> we have that problem too. Winnie sleeps pretty well, though, I have to say. You're lucky, Winnie. If a dog sleeps well on a bed, it's not a problem. But I mean, if a dog's going to, you know, affect your sleep, it's yeah. a problem. And, you know, I, I have so many, in particular, you know, women patients who complain of their husband's snoring. Yeah. I think that's a common issue. So snoring... It comes up a lot as a problem, the spouse snoring. Yeah, so what do you do with that? Well, 
there are a couple of, you know, snoring when you think of it is just airway not going through this channel smoothly. So um, if someone's overweight, sometimes losing weight can be helpful. Sometimes just lifting up the pillow a little bit, so changing the angle of the sleep can be helpful. But, I mean, if someone's snoring and they're waking up suddenly or the snoring is really bad, it, it also may be a sign of something more serious like sleep apnea. So they may need to get a sleep test to, to just check that out. If someone's snoring really bad, because that can be really detrimental to one health, one's health if you have sleep apnea, because that means you're waking up at night gasping and, and it's affecting you know, your, your breathing and, and how much air oxygen you're getting in. So snoring can be a simple fix by just tilting um, up the pillow. Uh, in fact, some of those smart beds, that's what they do. And they hear someone snoring, they just raise the top of the bed. But that can be really, really helpful, you know, getting these nose strips. Um, but uh, probably what I'd say the most common, um, the two most common factors that I've seen help snoring are I'm sure you've heard about probiotics. We recently partnered with Just Thrive. Tina Anderson is the mastermind behind this extraordinary product. Why do we need a probiotic? The world we're living is so disruptive to our gut health, from antibiotics that we take, from Roundup that's sprayed out over our food supply, to stress. We see symptoms like gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation, skin rashes, autoimmune issues and allergies, mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, all of those types of issues are stemming from our imbalance in our gut. And the thing about Just Thrive Probiotic is you don't have to refrigerate it. To be a probiotic, it needs to be alive in your intestines, not alive in the refrigerator. And most of those probiotics in the refrigerator actually don't make it to the intestines alive, which is the goal. If we couple the Just Thrive Probiotic and the Just Calm, what do we get? We know the probiotic alone is helping with the leakiness of the gut and helping all other types of things in our, with our overall health. But we know now when we add the Just Calm, it's helping with our mood. Guys, Just Thrive is a game changer. If you're ready to take control of constipation, bloat, and stress and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Just visit justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code HEALSQUAD. You won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you. Avoiding foods that create mucus for those particular people and losing weight. Wow. And would you say for the person who does snore, because I, I tell you, my wife will poke me when I'm snoring. Yeah. And it stinks because it's I'm feeling like I'm falling into the deepest sleep. So when you are the snorer, and let's say you don't have sleep apnea and you're not overweight, if I'm snoring, is am I not getting the deepest sleep? No, no, snoring? not not necessarily the case. And they're actually now these these sleep gadgets like the Oura Ring that I have on that can tell you. That's not necessarily the case. What happened? I'll tell you know a good example. I am a perfect example. I'm the same as you. I'm not overweight, and my wife used to bump me with snoring. Um, and when I started getting into the research and looking into things to do for the book, I found this simple trick, which I couldn't believe took me so long to realize. Just changing the angle, I said, use another pillow. And when you think of it, it's just common sense. Sleep is just this airflow going through this, you you know, um, your pipe. So if you change the angle a bit, there's less friction and there's less snoring. So something like that can be very simple and can be very helpful. You know, when you opening up that's what these na- these nasal strips do they open up you know if the problem is here but if the problem's lower down just changing the angle um can be very helpful with snoring easy and let's back up a little bit and you mentioned these sleep iq beds um i'm starting to see more of them and um some of these beds that uh have a snoring position they actually can are tracking how you're sleeping good or bad do, do you have any information about those? Do you do you use one of those, doctor? Well, I don't use a mattress. I, I, I do use a sleep tracker, an aura ring. I, you know, I'm not sure about sleep trackers yet. I think they help maybe with patterns. I, I like my aura ring. So um, your aura, it's called an aura ring? O-U-R-A. Okay. And, um, so, so you wear it on your finger. Okay. And it, it you know, tracks a couple of things. It, it, it you know, tracks your REM sleep, your deep sleep. Um, how quickly you fall asleep. Um, it tracks heart rate variability, which is a whole nother um, uh, measurement for, for health and, and fitness. Um, but uh, I'm not quite, or I'm not a hundred percent sure how accurate. I mean, I think they're helpful, especially for patterns. So how I found it helpful that I find that um, if I eat earlier, I tend to sleep better. Um, if I'll have, I try not to have too much sugar, but like if, like last night, I hardly ever have fries, but I had fries last night. Um, I didn't sleep as well. So if I have too much sugar, fries being turned into sugar, it affects my sleep. If I'm dehydrated, 
which is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affects my sleep. I mean, most people know alcohol will affect their sleep. Yeah. So there are little things that, you know, you can track. So that's why I like some of these sleep trackers. I know that, um, you know, if I feel that I'm a bit stressed or I'm, I, I just have a sense that I'm going to be thinking about a lot of things at night and so I'll take CBD, mm. which can help sleep as well. Um, so I sort of, I use my tracker to see what is affecting my sleep. So I think that's where they're most helpful. Yeah. And I think, and you mentioned CBD because, you know, in, in the book it talks about, and I, I'd like to think people know this, that alcohol and sleeping pills are a short term solution, but, you, but you'll, you'll fall asleep, but you're not going to get a deep sleep. You'll probably be woken up many times through the night. You, so you're not going to yes. get the right sleep you need. But you do say, with the exception of CBD, that CBD could be okay. You know, if you yeah. have if you have all these other um, um, type of non-sleeps kind of in your best control, can you can you speak to that? Can you speak to CBD? Yeah. Well, alcohol. Well, a lot of people use alcohol for sleep, and alcohol will help you fall asleep. But then you wake up in the middle of the night and it's a problem. So alcohol is probably one of the worst things and one of the commonest problems that I see um, people making with sleep, using alcohol to help them sleep because it helps people fall asleep, but then after that, it's a problem. Sleeping pills are just bad news. I mean, I I think it's the the next opioid um, problem. I think, you know, sleeping pills have terrible side effects. They're addictive. Um, I don't recommend them un- unless uh, very occasionally for short-term use. But unfortunately, most people don't use them for short-term use. Right. Now, CBD, which used to be, although now in New York you can get CBD and, you know, pot is legal. Um, CBD is legal everywhere. CBD and, and often a little bit of t- THC can be incredibly helpful for sleep. It seems to calm down the nervous system and this. um particular strains of CBD, actually one CBN, so it's slightly different to CBD, hmm. can be particularly helpful for sleep too. Some THC strains can also be helpful. So working with someone who really understands CBD and THC and finding what works for you and the right dosage, can, you know, I've found that to be incredibly helpful for people. You, you also talk about um, chronotypes. And I love yes. this. You're either an owl, a lark, or a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you tell me about those chronotypes? Yeah, so most people know people who wake up early and are wide awake at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm one of those people. Or you know people who can only get to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and have to sleep till 10, 11 o'clock, whatever, in, uh, uh, in the next morning. So. A lark is someone like me who gets up early and is wide awake and is really good in the earlier part of the day and is not as good in the later part of the day. That works well for our culture. Whereas an owl who is like much more awake at night does most of their best work later afternoon into the evening and only goes to bed late. And the morning, it takes them a while to get going. They wake up late and it takes them a while to get going. That's an owl, which is harder in this culture to be an owl. And probably about 20% of people are larks, 20% of people are owls, and the rest of people are these hummingbirds, which is some mixture of the two. And it can be difficult for an owl to 
function well in our culture because, you know, especially for for kids, and kids are also a little bit, kids tend to be more, have more of that L um, chronotype, although that changes. You know, they find it hard, many kids in particular and adults find it very hard to get up early in the morning and function early in the day. So it may not be because they're lazy. It may just be part of, you know, what chronotype they are. Can you shift your chronotype, Dr. Yes, Lemon? you can. Great question. Thank you. Um, I would like to do can. that. <laughs> Slowly. You can. You just So the way you do it is if you're an owl and you usually go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, I think what you try to do is go to sleep an hour earlier at 1 o'clock for a few days mm-hmm. and then 12 o'clock and slowly over a week or two or even three, depends how you adjust, just try shift your your sleep from going to bed at 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So you can, although, I mean, it takes a while yeah. and may not be that easy, but you can. All right. I, I, you know, it's funny when I, I found when I was, you know, up to about 23, 24, um, if I didn't sleep, I had like, I had severe headaches and I realized cause my uh, t- t- meeting with people like you, doctor, that, you know, your body's still growing. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard. Um, can we talk about what the jumping around a little bit? Can we talk about the some of the recommended sleep types for different ages, maybe starting with, uh, with, uh, teens? Well, it's very difficult. I mean, I think, you know, you, you got to sort of put the context in place here and the culture and, um, and the fact that teens are resistant. Um, so I, I, I definitely don't have the answer to teen problems and teen sleep problems, except to say um, that maybe starting school every day at eight o'clock is probably not the best thing for teens. Yeah. You know, ideally, if they could start a little bit later, they'd probably function better and have less problems. Um, you know, how are you going to... You know, you know, teens are going to rebel and, te- you know, how are you going to get a teen to, you know, if you, t- it's not going to work telling them to go to bed at nine o'clock at night. So I, I don't know what the answer is, except to say, if we could shift the day, mm. uh, the school day a little bit, I think it would do a lot of good for society and for kids in general. Yeah, well, and also just hearing that allows us to have more empathy and compassion for mm-hmm. the child. So we're not saying you're lazy, you're this, you're, exactly. you know, we, we can go, okay, I get it. I get where. Exactly. If, yeah. I think that's important because it's, you know, a lot of the time it's not because they're lazy. It's just because their whole body clock is not, just can't function at the way we we are forcing them to function. Um, It's funny, I have here in my notes about how you can heal your microbiome. Cause I know we were, we were talking about the gut health and how it relates to sleep, but can we talk about some of the things that we can eat? Cause you had mentioned French fries and, and you know, sugar, sugar, sugar and starches are bad news. The worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're going to have them, it, are they recommended earlier in the day? I would. Yeah. Because it is going to affect your sleep. Yeah. I'm not recommending it, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so what are some of the foods that would promote good sleep, let's say? Well, I think it's less about foods that promote good sleep, to be quite honest. I mean, everyone talks about, talks about turkey and, 
um, you know, tryptophan. I'm not sure that that makes a big difference, to be honest. I think it's what you avoid at night mm. and how late you're eating, I mean, is, is probably more important. Avoid alcohol. Um, if you are going to drink alcohol, I wouldn't drink after six or seven, um, the latest. I, w- I try, as you point out, have the sugar and starches. If you're going to have them, I'm not recommending them. Have them earlier. Um, you know, it's interesting. Some people actually um, do just fine with having some um, carbohydrates at night. For instance, I, I don't. I think everyone's a little bit different. Um, I do much better just having my protein and vegetables at night. Um, and I do much better, like most people, eating much earlier than later. And, you know, these are, you know, the culture is such we go out for dinner and, you know, you're sleeping, you know, you're going out for dinner, you're finishing dinner at 10, 11 o'clock. Um, so I, I don't know how that works. I, I know in Europe um, people eat later. I mean, their whole rhythm is different. They tend to have the siesta in the afternoon. So they've sort of adjusted to that. You know, I remember being in Barcelona once and being told they only start dinner later. And my wife and I sort of thought, okay, we're going to have a sleep at five o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to dinner late at nine o'clock. And they were only opening at like 10 30 or 11. Uh, so, so I think, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of this has to do with culture too. Yeah. I think, you know, the rhythm of, of a particular place, but I, I think in general, Eating earlier is really good for your body and for your sleep. And I think the speaking of the rhythm of our country, it's been so much just rat race, chase your tail. You know, I know from my own life, but what I've seen around me, it's like more, 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 do, 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 pushing more. Right. And then when I've gone to Greece and Italy and those places, it's just been like, you Americans are crazy. <laughs> we, yeah. don't, we don't work like that over here. You know, for us, you know, we, we see work in a different way. At least those cultures that I went to, I wonder if the pandemic isn't changing that for people where uh, it's forcing us to to be at home and to and hopefully to to be more mindful of sleep and less mindful of the rat race. Are I we- think it has. I do think that's one of the positive um, takeaways that I've seen anyway. People have realized that they don't have to be caught up as much in like go, 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 more, more, more. And they, and they you know, come to realize and enjoy spending more time at home with their families um, and not sort of being on this treadmill all the time. So I think that has been one of the positive aspects of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I hate saying that, but I, I do feel that a lot of people have realized that a slower pace is better for them. You know, you, you mentioned something about how they have the siestas over in Europe. Um, you know, I had a grandfather who lived a long life. Unfortunately, he got hepatitis C from a bad blood transfusion. But I always tell my mom, if he if that didn't happen, this was like 30 years ago, he, he would have made it to 100. But he, one thing he did every day is he worked construction, but he would come home at, um, you know, he'd work seven to three and uh, he would come home. And I think at like between four and five, he had a nap every day. And yeah. I... I, I don't know. It's and like I've seen with Kelsey, there's been moments my wife won't. She just keeps pushing and pushing. I don't sleep very good at night, doctor, but I will say that when I'm tired, I just say, Okay, I'm I'm gonna meditate and more than likely conk out for anywhere from ten to twenty minutes, sometimes a little longer. 
But can yeah. you speak to the benefits? Yeah, I think I'm a big fan of necking, to be quite honest. I just think, unfortunately, it doesn't fit as well into our culture as it does into other cultures. But I do think napping can be incredibly helpful. And I think it's a really good habit if you can do it. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, we, we mentioned in the book, it wasn't my idea, but I do talk about it in the book. It's called the nappuccino. You have a oh. cup of coffee before you go and have a nap. Or, uh, and then when you wake up, you're wide awake. But, but I mean, that is sort of a bit of a joke, but, it, you know, it's a nice thing to do. But I do think the concept of a nap is one of those things that would, I think would be really good. I mean, because most people's energy dips around that time. And instead of grabbing some sugar or having another, another cup of coffee, having a 20-minute nap can be incredibly helpful. I, I actually think a nap, napping is, is a, a really good habit and, and has a lot of positive effects. So, and, you know, people who nap don't seem to need as much sleep at night as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's become something I'm doing more, and I agree. I think more people. I know at Google they have nap pods for their yeah. employees. I was trying to put it in at my my studio. We would have couches in our studios, and I would always say, "Go, no, just go, just go, go, you know, go." And in whatever twenty minutes, you're gonna feel much much better. Yeah, you just need twenty minutes, and if you can get into that habit, it's a really good. I think it's a very good habit. Yeah. So we also you also talk about syncing with the sun. Mm. Yeah, it's this whole concept of rhythm of day and night. I mean, at night you need darkness, and in, during the day you need light. So most of us don't get enough natural light during the day. And one of my favorite tips for sleep at night is to go out and get some natural light first thing in the day. It gets better, you know, as I say, the day and night are your rhythm makers, and melatonin and cortisol are your rhythm keepers. So melatonin is what's secreted at night, and cortisol is what's secreted at, during the day. So one of the best tips that, uh, or the one of the best things you can do for your sleep at night is actually, if you can, uh, meditate first thing in the morning, and then go get outside, get some natural light, go for a walk. Um, that's really, really helpful because that helps you get in sync with nature's rhythms. That's what I talk about, get in sync with the sun. So, you, you know, uh, the more you can get in sync with those natural rhythms, the more your body's, your, your body's own rhythms are going to get in sync. And so what do we recommend for people in cold weather climates where it's limited sunlight? Uh, for them, do you have? Is there art? What do you think of the artificial lights that you can buy that supposedly make? Yeah, I think there's a much healthier. Um, you mean the 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 lights that have the same spectrum as as natural light? Yeah, I think yes. if you're going to be sitting under artificial lights all day, that's much much healthier to do that. Absolutely, yeah. And that's a pretty easy investment and pretty cost effective. You can get them on yep. Amazon. Um, yeah. And then what do we what do we do with the people that unfortunately work nights? So we've got obviously people. That's that, a problem, right? That's and then, and and doctor, it's a really big problem because most of the, the this next generation, for example, in Hollywood, most of the influencers that I know, 
they work all night long. It's they work really hard, but they're working all night long, and then they sleep until you know whenever. But um, but I can see. I I wonder how healthy that not, is. It's not healthy. I I think it's a big. There more and more stuff. I mean, I and I don't know what the solution is because you know there are shift people. There are shift workers who have to work at night. But and I really you know. I think we mentioned it in the book, but we, I, there is, I don't know what the solution is, but there are more and more studies showing that, you know, people who work these night shifts, you know, ha have poorer health outcomes. So it's a problem. And I don't know what the solution to that is. That, that is a, that's a tough one. Can we talk about the powering down process? So we, we're about to go to bed at nighttime and you talk about in the book of like a, uh, the steps you can take to quote, power your body down to prep for the best night's sleep ahead. Right. Well, I think it's important to realize that you can't expect to go at 100 miles an hour and then stop and drop down and go to sleep. You need to shift slowly into this different um, mode that you're getting into. So when I say power down, you know, dim the lights, uh, do some restorative yoga, listen to some, you know, I'm a big fan of reggae music. If you think reggae music, beats at about 60 beats a minute. It calms you down. Oh, Some classical that. music will uh, too. So, and your body entrains at that beat. So it's actually really calming and good for you. So listen to some Bob Marley. Um, have a hot bath. Um, because when you have a hot bath and you come out, then your your internal temperature drops as well. So, um, you, you know, just get ready, just, you know, let go of all the crap that happened during the day. I think it's important to have that shift into a, a slower, calmer state. I think you'll sleep much better. And obviously, you know, many of us, I'm one of them, uh, probably watching TV right before bed, not the best idea. Right. I, you know, I call it an electronic sundown. That's a good idea to, you know, switch off the TV, all your electronics a good hour or two before you go to bed. Is that realistic? You know, well, I don't know if it's realistic for a lot of people, but it is helpful. Um, you know, some people tell me that they fall asleep in front of the TV and they find it actually quite relaxing. But, yeah, I think all that blue light and the stimulating light is 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 probably not a good thing. So find other ways to just calm down your nervous system. Does it make a difference what you're watching? If you're watching a light comedy versus a very deep drama or a well, documentary probably, on serial killers? Yeah. Well, to, to a certain extent, because if you're going to sleep anxious or angry, it is going to affect, it's going to stimulate your whole stress response. Mm. So... Um, that stress response is going to stimulate your cortisol, that hormone we talked about that should be secreted in the day, in the morning. So, yes, that can absolutely affect your sleep, yeah. You know, one of the tips that I do, Doc, I, I, this has been going on literally since I was seven. I would listen to the radio as a kid go, going to bed. So now it's podcast. But what I do is I'll set the timer on the podcast for about 10 minutes and I will make sure sh it shuts off and... I'm out, but I know that if if the nights I have accidents and don't set the timer and it stays on, I am not getting a restful sleep because my brain is still working trying to process this information coming in. Is that accurate? Possibly, it could be. I mean, I think I like the idea of listening to something before you go to sleep rather than watching. Um, as long as you're not listening to something that's going to sort of activate your brain, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, 
And then can we talk about dreaming? Because sometimes dreaming, I've used dreaming as a way to know that I slept. Because sometimes I don't know. I'll be like, I didn't sleep. And you know, my wife said, you were snoring. But a lot of times, if I know I dreamt about something, I at least know I got some kind of sleep. But can you talk about the role of dreaming in, in healthy sleep? Sure. Well, dreaming, a lot of people don't remember their dreams, but most of us are dreaming. Not all of us, but most of us are dreaming, even if you don't remember your dreams. Um, you know, when you dream, if dreaming is a way of sort of storing these memories. Um, so, uh, you know, and that usually most of the dreaming usually happens in your REM in your REM sleep as opposed to your non-REM sleep. So, in your REM sleep, you want it to be at least one and a half hours um, of your sleep, a good twenty percent of your sleep. So, um, you know, ideally even more. So, you know, you can track it if you don't remember your dreams. You can, you know, the trackers do measure your REM, your REM sleep. Um, so, I mean, you know, once again, everything that happens in our body happens for a reason. You know, we had this, for instance, we were talking about the microbiome. We had this idea that if you had a pain in the lower abdomen, you just took out the appendix because there's no function. The appendix, you know, doesn't play an important role in your body. You know, now we realize that the appendix is a, is a place where a lot of these good bacteria are stored. So, you know, all these years we're just taking people's appendices out for for all the wrong reasons. Oh. And, you know. And with, Kelsey's was removed, right? Mm. Kelsey, yeah. Yep. yep. Wow. Do you see, I know it's a sidestep here, Doc, but is there a correlation between? Yeah, well, I mean, Kelsey's got a couple of correlations, but that could be one of them. Yeah. That's crazy. But but in, in the same light, I think dreaming is, you know, important things are happening during dreaming, in particularly in particular the storage of memory. Um, but um, yeah, dreaming is 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 a tough one because I'd say most people or a lot of people don't even remember their dreams, and then you don't want people to. You don't have to remember your dreams. Um, you probably still are dreaming. And when you are dreaming, though, you, th that's that's REM sleep? Usually. Not all dreaming happens in REM, but for the most part, it's usually in the REM sleep, yeah. And the REM, there's more REM sleep that happens in the second half of your sleep, more deep sleep in the in the first half of your sleep. So you tend to dream more in the second half of your sleep. Wow. Yeah. So you have deep sleep first? Most people have more deep sleep. You you go it goes in cycles. You cycle through deep and REM and non and, and the different light deep REM. So your body cycles through all these stages of sleep throughout the night. But for the most part, the cycles are the deep sleep cycles are tend to be longer at the beginning of the light, and the R and the REM sleep cycles tend to be longer in the second part of the night. Interesting. And for somebody that, and th this was me, and you wrote about it in the book too, um, I will fall asleep and wake up, fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up probably three times, sometimes five times in a night. That's been my thing. I'm, you know, And I know it's because I'm violating so many of the things that you said, and I'm going to try to put them in check. But you were saying that that's 
not as bad as, say, not being able to fall asleep at all. Yeah, I think if you're waking up and going back to sleep fairly easily, it's not the end of the world because your body is cycling through all these different stages. If, you, if you're waking up and struggling to go back to sleep, that's a bigger problem. Yeah, no. That, and then you've got to look to see why that's happening. I think, um, you know, when I see that list, it's really a bit frightening that, that those five things. Um, and I think for a lot of women, the hormonal and the stress, yeah. and then on top of it, everyone, I mean, not everyone, but most people, the nutrition, we're not doing what we should be doing. Yeah, uh, and I think that was the point of the book, not to scare people, maybe to scare them a little bit hmm. to make the changes because there's so many little changes that one can make that'll help one sleep better. Well, I think the opening quote, I, I take it like this. I don't think it should scare anyone. I think it's inspiring to know that if we can work on our sleep, then that's the first step to exactly. obesity and anxiety exactly. and you know and all the other exactly. things that either are plaguing us or will plague us. So mm -hmm. I think I look at it as an inspiration because um, you know, it's not that hard six o'clock to fast till ten in the morning. Listen, it's I know we'd all like to I'm a I, my thing dog, my and if Maria were here, she would be making fun of me, but like I like to eat cereal. cereal. I was thinking it the whole time. <laughs> as I'm watching a really bad reality show late at night. But I do know that when I don't do that, I feel better. When I do do that, I wake up, my body's hot because of all the sugar, you know, mm. from the bad yeah. carbs. I, yeah, I get it. it. It makes sense. It really does. Um Dr. Lumen, I wanna know. We I like to ask our guests what their self-care non-negotiables are. And obviously, your one of yours would be sleep. But how many hours do you have to get to function? Like, what's your non-negotiable? I'm out. Um, sorry, what was it? I was just. No, you're fine. You're fine. I was just saying. I like to ask all of our guests what their self-care non-negotiables are, and right. I'm guessing obviously one of yours would be sleep. So what or is maybe it for not? You? Maybe so basically, not. basically, what are the things in your life? That no matter what you are going to apply to I take like care. I feel like sleep would definitely be one. To right? take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sleep. I try to go to bed by nine nine thirty every night. I mean, I used to joke that that's what old people do, but that's what you know. I find that is really helpful when I'm sort of go to sleep by nine thirty because I wake up at you know I wake up at five o'clock every morning. I try and meditate every morning. Um, I wish I would exercise more. I try exercises, you know, but sometimes I uh, can't or I don't. I get lazy. Um, uh, I try eat as little sugar as possible. I fast almost every night, so I'll eat dinner by, you know, not tonight, which was particularly early. But, you know, I'll be usually done with dinner by 6, and then I won't have anything to eat before 10, 11 the next day. So my non-negotiables would be probably fasting, um, prioritizing sleep, meditating, um, and then, you know, just trying to treat people the way I'd like to be treated. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, amen to that. Um, amen to that. You know, there was... Mm, nah, I love laugh. That. Have some fun with it. Right? Mm -hmm. That's so important. Um so, you know, the other thing, you know, to, to inspire people is 
how much it the lack of sleep will age you. Yeah. Right? In your body, your looks, everything. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, because I, I just had a book come out on aging when I, you know, which we, I was on the show. Um, the connection between sleep and aging is huge. Um, you know, probably one of the best things you can do to age well is take, you know, pay more attention to sleep. Prioritize your sleep. If you want to age well, prioritize your sleep, period. Mm. And again, you know, something we, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to do than some of the other things that we need to do. You know, I mean, I, I understand willpower is involved with food and the other things, but sleep is something, yeah, I think that we can all do and we all need to fight to do more of it. Again, I was I referenced my wife, Maria, uh, doesn't sleep enough. And I, I'm always happy when she does because I know how important it is. Um, it's cr- t- just tell her how crucial it is. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy fix. It's something, you know what I mean? It's you're letting your body do all the work. You're just laying back, going to sleep, and then your body's doing all this great work. Right. Can, can Doctor, can some people genetically need less sleep? I think that is the case. I mean, you know, I was trying to look at, you know, this comes up all the time, and I get told all the time uh, by uh, many people, especially New Yorkers, they just don't need enough sleep. I would say for the most part, from what I've found, that's not true. Most of us need at least seven hours, but there's a small percentage of people that can function well and do just fine with less sleep. But it's not a particularly large percentage. Right. Yeah. I think because it's too bad because, you know, when I think of my dad, he didn't sleep much. And I think of Maria's mother, who's got stage four brain cancer, didn't sleep much. My dad died of cancer 30 years ago. Leitzer is in stage four, as I just said. Uh, I have seen the people who do sleep well and sleep long live longer lives. And the people who have not, I think, I've seen them suffer and, and unfortunately perish. I would agree with that. Um, you know, obviously that's anecdotal, but I, I agree 100% with that. Now, you know, what I would say is the three f- issues that most people worry about as they get older, their cognitive function or Alzheimer's disease, their heart and heart disease and cancer, all three are intimately connected with your sleep. So, you know, sleep is, you know, as the title says, better sleep, better you. Yes, and on that note, Dr. Lippman, thank you once again for coming on our show, sharing all this incredible information. I know we're going to have you on many more times because you're an expert on so many things. And thank you so much for what you're doing for Kelsey. We've been keeping uh, fans abreast of mm. Kelsey's journey, this this almost decade-long journey of her stomach issues. But thank you so much. And again, the book is Better Sleep, Better you. Out tomorrow. Out tomorrow. Super important book, you guys. And again, it's just really aspirational in terms of something that, you know, you can control to manifest uh, better health and youth and vitality. Dr. Lippman, thank you so much again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Much appreciated. You guys, you have to get this book because there is a 21-day reset that Dr. Littman has in there in the back. And it's each, it's three weeks and each week is different. And it's kind of like how you can help yourself. Small baby steps. It's not massive changes. Like I was looking at it and I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, Kevin's going to do this with me. And it's cool. He talked about the guy he wrote the book with works at um, Casper and how 
their office is doing the sleep reset together. So everyone's like encouraging one another. Uh, They're talking about it. So it's it's a really cool thing. I'm in. It's no, such a I'm in. healthy, positive. Well, a lot of this stuff seems actually definitely doable. pretty attainable. Yeah. yeah. And for 21 straight days, no. I can do it. And by the way, like shout out to if it's Casper. I, I love how corporations are are evolving to realize, you know, it's better business. 100%. For them to to you know, start thinking of the health of their employees. Yeah. You know, it was, um, it's a long time coming. Let's hope it keeps going. But yes, um, You're I'm in. in. I'm going to start practicing some of these things. I mean, um, Stephen, are you, on, are you on with us? Yeah, I'm here. Stephen, so for someone like you, right? Like you probably violate a lot of this too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I try, I try my best, but I really have never been able to get into like the, the powering down routine. Cause my, my like view on sleep is like, Okay, let's let's do this for 15 more minutes, then I'll stop. Let's do this for 15 more minutes, then I'll stop yeah. and go to bed. So it's not there's no like in between. It's like I need to just finish this one last thing, then I'll go into bed. Yeah. We should send Steven a copy of this. Steven, it's actually it's really good. I was like on top of the world after I read it. Cause I feel like you always hear you need more sleep, you need more sleep, and you're like, that actually stresses me out. Please stop. But I read this and I was like, dang, I'm gonna get more sleep. I'm gonna improve my stomach, I'm gonna improve my life. And you can totally well, do Kelsey it. Well, Kelsey and Steven, here's why you're both lucky mm. or fortunate, is you can sleep. Yeah. See, for me, for years, I couldn't sleep, guys. I would just have insomnia, and then you'd have have insomnia, and then go have to, like, uh, you know, lug carnival equipment all over New England, you know, Horrible. for 20-hour days, mm. and then not be able to sleep. So, so I'm at a place now where I can finally fall asleep. I think with age, I've uh, gotten, and thank you, being with Maria, my anxiety levels have gone down, but luckily both you guys can fall asleep and you can keep sleeping. I can't. Yeah. I can, like I said to him, I'm a couple hours, I'm up, back to sleep, couple hours, back up, couple. So I can't get that long. It's very rare. Mm. It probably was maybe in the last 20 or 30 years, maybe like twice, I had a solid sleep where I just like woke up and it was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, wait, what happened? Well, you're both a lucky you can do that. So take advantage of it. I mean, you're the perfect guinea pig for this 21 day reset. Kevin's going to report back. I'm in. No, I'm in. Yeah. No, I'm in because um, I think the, uh, the, listen, you guys are young. So when you're young, you you think, yeah, right. I'll deal with that later. But you you know, I'm at 54 being an elderly gentleman, you know, <laughs> another year, I think I'm, I'm considered elderly in this country and you, Bet, so sad. And you bet your bottom, I'm taking full all, advantage of my disc, know, my senior discounts, everything. When my dad turned 55, he was like, we're going to freaking Pancake House or Denny's or whatever because yes. you're on the senior. I'm so in. <laughs> but I was going to say though, but but when you think of Alzheimer's in mm. the correlation, that's the yeah. one thing that um, I can deal with anything, uh, you know, any kind of illness that comes, because I've just seen so much of it. I, honestly, like I can deal with any of it except that one. Because that would affect everyone around me. But no. my grandpa had um, all time timers, and I'm curious. I'll have to ask my mom if he was a good or bad sleeper. Just like you, know, I don't know. It's just yeah, crazy. I don't know. That's but that's bad because it just like I said, it just it affects everyone around you. Yeah. And um, but anyway, so I think that. But listen, but you're young and you want to stay. Both you and Steven are two, you know, very attractive Healthy young broads. people. Thank you. And no, and you want, okay, so just to appeal to your sake of vanity, you want to stay that way and sleep, you know, sleep is a, is a good yeah. way to do it. But then I think, um, I don't know, it's like everything, you know, you'll get more success 
by taking that. We just keep learning through this pandemic and through the show that the more rests you take and the more breaks you take, yeah, everything mentally and physically all will get better. So anyway, the, the book, once again, Better Sleep, Better You, and invest in it too. You know, if it's an artificial light you need, get it. If it's the weighted blanket, yeah. get it. Yep. Um, you know, having your room cold, that's another thing too. Like, you know, having those windows open sometimes in the winter, guys, you know what? Like little crack there and not they bad talk, and they talk about I, that in the book it was on the, yeah that quiz it was like are your windows closed the whole year and you say yes and that's actually a bad thing it's not a good thing yeah so yeah so out on amazon and where books are sold tomorrow it's a good one yeah it really, really is good one. okay well kelsey until then what until then kevin we will well we all should be nice people make good choices and be present and sleep well Mm-hmm. Bye. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.